0: Hey everyone, you are now listening to the Land Great Holy Land recruiting podcast, State Secrets, with Patrick Yen, Jake Collard,
2: and Ken James.
0: And once again, we are back with your State Secrets podcast, recording on November 2nd, 2019, and yeah, we're just back for another edition of your favorite recruiting podcast. Yeah. Welcome. All right, <laughs> so we're going to get started right off the rip, Friday Night Fighters. Like I said, we're only going to do... Uh, Friday Night Fighters. When something really spectacular happens, and yeah. something spectacular did happen last week, and uh, that was Julian Fleming. He becomes the first Pennsylvania player ever to have 5,000 career receiving yards. So that's
2: crazy. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it is.
0: I mean, think about all the great players that have come out of the state of Pennsylvania in their history, and he's the only one to have done this.
2: I would say, I would say he's probably the best receiver because I think the other elites that came in were like different positions. Like you had prior quarterback. If you're going back to, like, I believe, Wenton, like, Dan Marino and Mike Dick, aren't they all, like, from Pennsylvania? I think Dicker. So. I'm not sure about Marino. Dan Marino. Okay. So, yeah, I think I think it's awesome for Fleming to reach that milestone.
1: It's funny because we talk a lot of times about, well, Julian Fleming plays in a lesser division, so he better put up bigger numbers. Well, here you but go. You know, what else yeah. could you ask for, right?
0: <laughs> right. I mean, by <laughs> certain metrics, he is the best wide receiver to ever come out of the state. Yeah. And OSU has him. So. Yeah. fantastic fantastic but we're going to go on to our commit spotlight and we're going to be featuring a different pennsylvania wide receiver and that's going to be 2021 wide receiver marvin harrison jr just the basic stats on this guy four star wide receiver he's got a 0.9736 composite score so extremely high Mm -hmm. he's ranked 54th nationally he's the eighth wide receiver and the number four guy in pennsylvania He's 6'4", 184, from Philadelphia, PA. 247 has him at a 46440, a 452 shuttle, and both those were recorded in 2018. So he, they could have improved already, and it's, he still has time to improve them. Yeah. Yeah. And a 31.3-inch vertical. And obviously, you know, he's the son of Hall of Famer Marvin Harrison,
1: who played for the Colts.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Be fun for the, the parents of the players You get to hang out with NFL royalty, basically, during right. the games. Right. So, I mean, just looking at
0: these... Speed and you know jumping numbers—they're not like the best numbers you've ever seen. <clears throat> not like right. four six four is terrible, right. but this guy has a lot of strengths in, in different areas, right? Yeah,
2: I mean, kind of like his old man. You know, he's a very ahead of the curve route running wise for his age because he still has a whole nother year of high school left, and he's a technician. You know, coming in and out of breaks and all the nuances it takes to be an elite wide receiver. Because speed is one thing, but does it really matter when you need to get five yards up and cut to get? you know, to a specific part of the field. So I think he absolutely worked on that uh, 40 as well. But I think he's one of those long striders, you know, 6'4", big frame. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, Marvin Harrison wasn't, you know, even though he was smaller stature-wise, he wasn't that blazer. But he's in the Hall of Fame. Right. And, and that's in his genes. It's in his DNA. 6'4",
1: 40, while we're talking about it like it's slow and it's not. It's not. Yeah. But uh, 4.6, 4. excuse me, 40 can be improved by the route running yeah. you know it, you can be a slower guy but if you cross up the the defensive back or whoever's guarding you like you're saying then the speed isn't so much. You still get the separation based on Ooh. the movement yeah. and the route running.
2: That's why it's so, yeah, that route running is so important for a receiver.
1: All right, so let's talk about his
0: high school career now. He plays with fellow OSU commit Kyle McCord as his quarterback, so it's really cool that we get to have that connection at yeah. the, the next level. They both represent the St. Joseph Prep Hawks. They are 7-2 and this year, 5-0 and oh in the conference. They are the highest-ranked school in Philadelphia, according to Max Preps, 48th in the nation. They're currently in the Pennsylvania Catholic Finals, and they're going to play LaSalle on November 9th ninth to to you know win that win their division and then move on to the playoffs essentially. Yeah. Um in twenty eighteen he helped his team win the six A, which is the biggest division in Pennsylvania. For a reference, Julian Fumbling plays in two A, so much much smaller schools that yeah. they're playing against there. But he won the biggest one with a fifty catch, seven hundred twenty-four and eight touchdown receiving line. In 2019, so far, he's got 29 catches for 545 yards, as well as seven touchdowns, not including the game yesterday. And he leads his team in yards and touchdowns. And these numbers aren't like eye popping necessarily, right. like Julian Fleming, right? right? Right. But once again, it is a higher level of competition that he's playing in. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times these guys kind of get focused on, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, especially with a guy <clears> that's 6'4 yeah. in, in high school, they're the coaches. Some of these coaches may have. D backs that are 5'8 on him, so they gotta put a safety over top or do yeah. whatever they need to do yeah. to make sure he doesn't go off. Right. And I mean the team is not suffering for it. No.
0: You right. know, so Timeline wise, he committed to OSU on October thirty first. He's the latest
1: Ohio right. State commit. And then,
2: I don't think it was expected. It was just kind of randomly, you know, he put it up on Twitter.
1: But he was just visit he just visited L S U on October nineteenth. So you go in there and he basically went and saw L S U and went I think this is kind of how it went in his mind. He wanted to see if LSU was the place, went down there and saw it wasn't, and said, you know, let me go pull it's the Tom. trigger to <clears throat> Ohio State.
2: So, with that in mind, I think he had it in his head he was going to commit to Ohio State a while ago.
1: Somebody else changed, you know, my, mind. changed my mind. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Right, yeah. M- must have just went down there and realized this ain't it. Yeah. yeah. Right? And yeah. then, yeah, that, that like you said, I hadn't really heard too much about this guy coming in where he was definitely going to be an OSU player or he was going to commit soon, but like, yeah. it just kind of happened out of the blue.
1: Yeah. OSU's yeah. always been in the mix for him, yeah. but there was no thought that he was in any rush to commit right. anytime soon. because yeah. I
2: know back when his quarterback, McCord, uh, committed, that's when the crystal ball started rolling there for Harrison. As they should. Right, and I think people – Maybe expected a quick commitment by him as well, but I think he, you know, did his due diligence, you know, mapping out other schools. And But I think the whole time Ohio State was where his heart was at the whole time.
0: Right, so let's, let's get a quote from his quarterback, Kyle McCord. He said, He has definitely helped my own development. I think we have really grown together as football players. It's been a blessing to play in high school with him, and we're still growing together. It's nice to have a wide receiver who thinks like a quarterback. And it's that last line that I really yeah. want to zero in on. He's a wide receiver that thinks like a quarterback. And for me, I, for my money, I, I really like that. I really like yeah. that a
2: lot. Yeah. And I I would bet he got that from his pops who played with the Hall of Famer Peyton Manning. Right. So, you know, they, that, like, they were that dynamic duo for the Colts, and they had that chemistry and that bond. And, you know, they probably spent a lot of time off the field together creating that chemistry just, you know. And Harrison probably thought like Manny, and it just trickled down to the younger to the junior Harrison so I think that's dope
1: you look at uh Penn State right now and they have the big story is the relationship with their their quarterback and their wide receiver and now you see another wide receiver quarterback combination from Pennsylvania both go to Ohio State (laughs) so James Franklin's probably sitting there boiling about this while he's listening to this podcast oh yeah I'm, I'm sure he is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Maybe. his latest game, it's hard to find the full
0: statistics for his latest game. You know, once again, high school stat keeping is not the greatest, right. um, especially when the game happened yesterday. Right. So but uh, at the yeah. very <laughs> least, he, he did catch a 65-yard touchdown pass against Father Judge. and That was the team name that they played against. Um, so, I mean, still contributing this late hour in, in critical big games. Right. Yeah. And a 65-yard touchdown, he's got to have some speed right yeah Yeah. something big like that all right let's go to the scouting report. this is from the 247 expert and he said he's got a great frame with length but needs to add strength he's a great route tactician gets out of breaks quickly and is precise in his route depths good release and technical at the top of routes he's got separation skills uses size and length well to shield defenders red zone threat catches every routine ball and tracks it well so smooth he makes it look effortless he needs to add strength to handle jams and be, be a more effective blocker. And, you know, pretty much it says he's going to be a high-level college player, yeah. probably a pref- professional at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of people also be comparing him to Benjamin Victor, although yeah. you guys didn't really like the comparison that much.
1: I think it's just size-wise size is why yeah. they're, you know, the tallest guy right. in the wide receiver room. Yeah.
0: All right, and then from my own report, just looking at his tape, I mean, all that's definitely true, and, you know, Ken said the same thing, right? He, he just looks more experienced than a lot of wide receivers that you, you, you see or will see coming out of high school because probably because of that lineage, right? Yeah. He's had the best
1: teacher. You could have.
0: Right. That type of thing. Yeah. It's yeah. um,
1: telling him what he's doing right and wrong after right. the games. That's more important than any any high school coach You're talking about an NFL yeah. Hall of Fame. You know? <laughs> and, yeah, yeah it's
0: just, he, to me, he just makes these experienced, like, veteran catches in traffic already, right, where he's very cognizant about if he's inbounds or not, you know, right. to drag his feet or make these, like, out-of-bound catches that, you know, he brings in, things like that. And just all these things just – you generally don't see him, I feel like, at the high school level, but he's already doing right. it.
2: Great, As, he still has a year left. He's only a junior. so like.
1: you, you look at the, I guess, quote-unquote, knocks on him and it's strength. Yeah. He gets here, Mick Moratti's going to change that. Yeah. And cool. the other part about it is he's, he runs these routes where they say he if he can get back and find, you know, these – like comeback routes that's got to be almost impossible to stop like i saying, the how good he is at, the, at his break the technician as they call him on right. his break he's got to make it really easy on the quarterback and they yeah. said blocking is his other big thing if he wants to get on the field here he's going to learn how yeah, to do it so those two things will, yeah. will change right yeah. yeah i saw
0: a lot of comeback routes i was like the most popular route yeah. on this yeah. highlight reel and i mean that makes sense for a, this type of receiver as far as the blocking goes when he has a couple blocking highlights on his highlight reel and it looks like, he looks like a handful to deal with because of how long his arms are. Yeah. And that's like a big deal when blocking. So, I mean, maybe the strength part of it's not there, yeah. but at the very least, he's got the length to make him a very good blocker. Right. Yeah. All right. And the last thing I would say is, you know, he doesn't look as slow as his 40 time might suggest. Obviously, even 4'6 is still probably in the top percentile of high schoolers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But he's he has breakaway speed enough to score long touchdowns he's got a little bit of wiggle to him as well you know a little bit of especially on the comeback routes he knows the defenders on his back and then he'll just do a quick spin right off right after catching it and then he shakes the
1: cornerback like almost every time it's like a guy in the post in basketball you block him off spin off and go
2: Yeah. yeah
1: yeah all right and that was it for our commit spotlight unless either you guys had any closing thoughts on Mr. Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm.
2: Glad welcome, we got him. Welcome to Zone Six. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think a lot of this too is we see Brian Harline doing such a good job Man, on wide receivers it's, it's that crazy. wide receivers are going to start committing early because they don't want their spots to get taken yeah, by absolutely. other wide receivers. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: it's just it's incredible how many guys we're
1: going to have. I know
0: I'm going to sound like a start sounding like a broken record because every single podcast I bring it up, but I mean we had two this year, five next year could have five the year yeah. after that, right? Yeah, because,
2: yeah, I think, you know, and they're trying to uh, re- replenish the droves of players that are leaving because you had all the seniors leave last year. Right. You're going to have a few more leaving this year. So the wide receiving room, it's crazy uh, to think of how thin it'll be. But after the five come in next year, you know, they'll be restocked and replenished. And then these guys in 2021 are just kind of like that cherry on top. Cool looking at the
1: breakdown of what the wide receiver room will be in 2021. You're yeah. talking about – you haven't even seen Jalen Gill yet. Right. Yeah, you're I, talking about Olave as a senior, and then you're talking about Fleming and yeah. and, and on and on and on. I mean, yeah. it's, it's going to be crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, there's a chance that we're going to have three five-star wide receivers all at the same There's time There's a really here. good chance. Yeah. yeah. yeah Wilson, Fleming, and then we'll talk about it, but Ekbuka yeah. would be the fifth one.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. And Jan Gill is five stars, so was five starts. He was. We yeah. haven't even seen him really I
2: yet. I, I think he's a candidate for that transfer portal. I, that's a totally different... Different just, podcast, yeah, but possibility. I, I think so, yeah. All right.
0: All right so we're going to move on to our ball. next section <laughs> here, which is going to be this week's New Warriors. A um, couple offers and just the one commit, like what we were talking about, but we'll go through it. Buckeyes offer 2021 defensive tackle Mike Hall... For some reason, when I when I looked it up this morning, he has no ranking on 247 at the moment. But yeah. his last ranking before this one was a three star. He's a thir- the 37th defensive tackle, and he's 22nd in Ohio. Two crystal balls came out already. Say OSU. He's an Ohio guy. To me, this one feels more or
1: less locked up. I don't know if you yeah. guys have that same feeling. Yeah, he's he's rising quick. Yeah, is is kind of what's going on with him. And this is this is one of the guys that. He's gonna come in and he's gonna play tackle and he's gonna line up next to a Jack Sawyer yeah. and that's gonna be a <clears throat> dynamic duo there because he's one of these one of those run block eat up run blocks and tackle the running back kind of guys. One of
2: those kind of like BB Landers Very late much specials. So. Okay. Very much so. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, just if you're an Ohio kid
0: and the defensive line, it's like if OSU wants to, I feel like, like. you're
2: going. <laughs> and and
1: like we talk about a lot with these 2021 guys, this guy's going to end up as a four-star. He's going to end up as a higher-ranked guy than he yeah. is right now. Yeah.
0: All right. We have also offered four-star 2021 wide receiver Caden Prather. He can also play defensive back, but probably won't. Um, 6'3", 210, so another bigger guy. He's the 40th wide receiver in the class. But there are three crystal balls in for him, and all are pointing to Penn State so far.
1: I mean, if they can't get Fleming, they can't get Harrison Jr., they got to get somebody, somebody right? Yeah. to play wide receiver yeah. out there.
0: Another one here. We got Buckeyes offer a three-star cornerback Jordan Hancock. He's six foot even. He's one hundred sixty pounds. He's the number forty-five corner in the class. And I mean, yeah, he he got a late invite to the Wisconsin
1: game. Went to the Wisconsin game and, and got to leave with an offer. Good, Good for, for him. On Come yeah. in, get invited to watch the game, and they're impressed enough with you that when you leave, you leave with an offer. Yeah. And I don't know, one of the things, going back to Mike Hall, I know a lot of times there's these talks about uh, not-committable offers versus committable right, offers. Right. The thought is Mike Hall's offer is instantly committable. committable. And that's that's kind of a sign on what Ohio State really thinks about him. I don't know about Praether if, if his is instantly yeah. committable or not.
2: I know there's a ton of receivers. I would think that they have higher on the board yeah, than Prather, definitely. So,
1: All
0: right, and then – brian johnson jr he received a preferred walk-on offer another three-star wide receiver guy and he's on the same team as myan williams so maybe there can be some in in team recruiting going on there yeah i hope so
2: down there when there's a lot of good football down there in cincinnati yeah and that gmc yeah all
0: right and then finally like we had talked about so much already but 2021 wide receiver marvin harrison jr commits to the buckeyes this commit moves them up to fourth in the 2021 class overall I mean, obviously, there's going to be, like, 20 more guys for everybody, all the teams here. But It's
2: crazy because fourth, they're probably fourth, you know, in the team rankings. But I bet you if you go look at per recruit, they're probably number one because all six –
1: Average star rating.
2: All Yeah, all six commits are, like, in the top 100. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, they're a really great start for 2021. (laughs) Great. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah. I
0: mean, having a five-star guy already committed has got to be helping that a lot. Yeah. And, yeah, you – I believe you are correct, average – Rating is a 97.45, okay. apparently, <laughs> yeah. currently. And, yeah, it's that is the highest of yeah. everyone I can see so far. I'm not going to go through the whole list. But... And
2: the other teams probably have more commits that are ahead of them. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. So, the other note I wanted to make for that is the, he's the second wide receiver in the 2021 class after Jaden Ballard. So I mean, already this wide receiver room is getting pretty stacked because Troy Stelato supposed to come here in the twenty twenty one class, yeah. and then like we talked about, possibly Emeka Ibuka. That's another four wide receivers to go along yeah. with the five we already have yeah. in twenty twenty.
2: And those two receivers, Ibuka, Ek, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Stelato, they'll you can tell they're more slot versatile. Yeah. So they're like. The perfect compliment for uh, Harrison Jr., that's 6'4", or Jaden Ballard, that's six two, six three, who could play the X and the Z, and then you can line Igbupa. I'm going to keep messing his name up. <laughs> where's
1: the little, where's
2: the 5'11 guy who's yeah. real quick? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> perfect right. compliment, though,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, with that, we're going to take a really short break, guys, and we'll be back after the commercial.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is
0: The Deal.
2: We are
0: back, and we're going to jump right into our rumor mill and front page. So, the biggest news out here, and I feel like this is going to be the biggest news for a while, yeah. and everyone's going to be paying attention to this, is running back B. John Robinson apparently is still communicating with the Buckeyes regularly. He had a, a press conference after a game or something like that where he, he did admit that he's talking to OSU all the time, Alford and Coach Day. He did say he is fully committed to Texas, but
1: yeah. today he's not right. committed to Texas, about we'll tomorrow.
2: If you're a running back prospect, and you look at Texas and you look at Ohio State, I just don't. I'm, and, and we all know the you know the backstory right. to it. He like he was silent committed to Ohio State, so he wanted Ohio State. It's mm-hmm. just you know that family pulls trumps all. But uh, I just think I'm, I get the idea, you know, of seeing your uh, loved one, your child, your grandson, nephew play close to home, so where you could be able to i guess you go
1: see him it's yeah, easier to watch most,
2: it's i don't it's tough because i mean if you break it down from arizona texas is pretty it's not as far as columbus is but it's a ways away it's not like i would say from his uh choices like in-state arizona state of arizona and even usc right it's closer and that's been the, the main point with him is you know staying closer to home but i just think if you look at Texas's development of running backs since Herman has been there, their leading rusher is the quarterback. Right. It's been, like, that's his system. He doesn't have, like, there's no proof in the pudding, so to speak. You hear me? And then if you go the other way, Dobbins is second in the nation in running. From down that way, in Texas, you know, ironically, close by. And he's on the Heisman campaign, and the latest projections have him going late in the first round. I don't. I don't see a, like I don't see a comparison. And at part all.
1: of what is so confusing about it is you hear all, a lot of the smoke for Bijan is now turning a little bit towards USC, yeah. and you're you're going from a program who's struggling, and the thought, the popular opinion is that's kind of why he's looking to move on. USC's not doing anything all Any that better. much better right now either. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna fire Clay Hilton. They just got a new AD out there. So it like going from Texas to USC doesn't seem like a, a better business decision right come to Ohio State you see what happens here and just by the way Texas lost three four-star commitments last in week. in
2: the week alone, alone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so he's not the only one who's going somewhere else and a little a little birdie is talking to him too. Lathan Ransom's talking right. and in his, his ear. ear about coming yeah. to Ohio State as well yeah. right so
0: just the backstory in case it wasn't clear from what we were talking about is his family very very much wants him to stay close they don't want him to go to OSU and because they just think it's too far. Like Ken said, though, it's if he goes to Texas, it's still a plane away. Yeah. I don't think they're driving down there. Right. And then if you're going to fly, it's like a difference of like an hour. Right. So, I don't know. That's seems weird <laughs> to me. But he is still committed to Texas. Let's not get it twisted. They have lost a bunch of people. B. John Robinson is technically not one of them.
1: Right. Not yet. Right.
0: But... <laughs> This is somebody that we know 2020, 2020 running back class is the weakest part of the 2020 recruiting class. Everyone knows it. He would be a huge boon to it. So, obviously, we're going to be keeping our eye on this guy oh, yes. as much as we can.
1: And let's not forget with the news coming out this week about getting paid for likeness. In As soon as 2021, he'll be a true sophomore. Mm-hmm. If he's got issues bringing his parents somewhere... I'm You're sure the money. Yeah. local car dealership will give him a, a little bit of money oh, yeah. so he can fly his parents oh, yeah. up to see him. That's I think I think that's gonna start to go away. How to get the parents to the school because yeah. these kids are gonna go out and make the money to do it. Yeah, I mean you yeah, think about you know you want to be a, a good point. You want to yeah. be an NCAA cover athlete. You
0: probably have a better shot at OSU than you do at Texas right now. For sure. All right, so we're going to move on with the news. Um, Emeka Abuka, who have been talking about a lot, apparently when he went down to Wisconsin, he was told by the coaches at OSU that he is the number one receiver on the board. Not a terrible surprise. He's a top 10 guy in the 2021 class just overall. He's yeah, number one number one yeah. so, yeah, receiver. everybody yeah. he's looking for, is he's probably going to be the number one receiver. But yeah. he said he was very flattered by it. The desire is, is definitely there, and by all accounts – osu is is at the top of his list if not you know one or two something like that. this again
1: is just an issue trying to get him all the way across the country he's got i think right now he's currently still crystal ball to washington which that's not happening which probably not happening but but that's at this point that's still his home institution so that's that's the
2: battle but if you look as we talk about the proof is in the pudding right this is like his third visit to Ohio state not officially, so he's out of your own pocket, on your own dime. Which means he's still coming yeah. back again right. on Ohio yeah. State's dime. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think, I don't know if it's uh, stated anywhere, but I believe he said in one uh, interview that his best relationship out of all the coaches is with uh, Brian Hartline. It's, yeah, yeah
1: It doesn't surprise me at all with how Brian Hartline's recruiting. At all, yeah. All right, and then another
0: 2021 receiver who's most likely another one of these three-star guys who will almost undoubtedly move Shoot up. Shoot up, yeah. Because the the news around this guy's been crazy but Troy Stolato he said he said that he's going to trim down his list he said that a couple days ago I think on Wednesday and he hasn't released this trim down list yet but right after he said I'm going to I'm going to shorten down the number of schools Julian Fleming who has been one of the most vocal OSU commits where he's yeah. in everybody's ear yeah. he he tweeted at him ohh little bro and Stilato retweeted it. So I feel like unless he's like a diabolical mastermind, OSU is going to be on that trend-down right. list. Once again, all of the crystal balls are pointing to OSU, although that was before all the other big schools got got interested. So yeah. take that with a grain of salt. But <clears throat> yeah.
2: Uh, Stilato and the aforementioned Ibuka, both of those guys are the perfect complement to both receivers that are already committed in the 2021 class, as we just discussed. They're the perfect slot receivers. Igbuka ek, <laughs> <laughs> probably has more explosiveness and probably has the ability to change positions and possibly get out there in the X and Z slots. I have to see more of Stilato to see his game and see if he can transition to that. But I think both of these guys are, I would probably put Ekbuka, ekbuka number one yeah. on the board for the slot position at house house right now.
0: So they already have two. If they get Ibuka like and Stilato, that's probably it for the wide receivers in 2021, yeah, right? I would think so. Unless
1: it, unless there's unspoken agreements about transfers right. already.
2: But then you have Bo Collins from Don Bosco Pratt. Right. You know, he's 2021, too. And he's another big and body. And they're going hard after him, Yeah, too. they are.
0: The room is going to be <laughs> crazy. All right, let's move on. Paris Chaucer Jr. gets his all-american jersey i mean he's like the number seven dude overall right. in the class so number one left tackle just when i when i look up the statistics for this guys I and mean, i'm trying to keep up with them week to week the number of pancake blocks that he that's has is. is an unreal amount yeah. to where it's like it almost has to be fake but it's not it's very confusing but i think last week or two weeks ago he had 93 on the season I was yeah. say, it was a game where he had
1: eight or ten in
2: one game yeah, yeah. i think he's
0: averaging eight to ten in a game he had 93 already he's gonna well, break 100 pancake blocks so right. i I actually don't know how that's possible, but. Yeah.
2: He's just a behemoth. He's just big. He's, he's huge. bigger than everybody and so agile on his feet. I figured
1: out some sort of pancake nickname for this guy. Yeah.
2: And he has, like, the last left tackle to come out of Ohio that was ranked this high was Jackson Carmen from the same area. And we all know that story he's with getting,
1: him. He's getting yanked out of Clemson games. Right. Yeah. Mean, that is what's happening. Yeah.
2: But Junior is just so different from him, you know, from a personality Wise, you know, he's engaging. I know he made a comment at the ceremony that said he always knew he was going to be an All American and a five star. He just thought he was going to be a wide receiver. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Not he, at that size. Yeah. So he's just his personality. He's in, very engaging, like, intelligent young man. Great to have him on board here for Ohio State.
0: We're going to move on to our another, sec- uh, another section here. It's going to be who's coming to town. Nobody's coming to town. OSU's <laughs> on a bye. But the coaches are all traveling they're going to the recruits towns who's leaving town (laughs) yeah who's leaving is is a much better name for the segment this week but i mean just these guys are are all the coaches pretty much all across the country uh they've been traveling since monday for some of them i mean ryan day was in norwalk ohio and matt barnes was in texas halfley was on the west coast yerkich was in pennsylvania tony alford on thursday i kind of want to highlight this one he was in cincinnati to check on mayan williams who for some reason has been extremely hard to get a hold of yeah. for how close he is but right. I mean we got a coach going out to him now
1: yeah they keep trying it's one of those things where you keep asking the girl to the dance and she keeps saying no 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 and then maybe eventually you get a yes right. I, it's the only thing I could think yeah because he's my Williams is good but he's not to me he doesn't have the talent level of somebody that they're trying this hard to get on campus. Right. Yeah. it's gotta be one of those things you want to come no all right, we'll move on. Right. But they keep going and going and going after this guy, and he seems to finally respond with it, okay, I'll come to the Penn State game.
2: But is it really, like a like you said, a really, like, fine, okay, just to get him out of his, yeah. his face, you know, so. And it's
0: weird because he doesn't seem that high of a profile prospect to yeah. do that to an OSU. But, yeah. I mean, he, he he seems to really like Iowa State, and yeah. so. You know, you can't fault
2: the kid for that, I guess. Yeah, we kind of, I know we talked about it a couple podcasts ago. He's committed. Like, Iowa State was his first offer. The family is not quite fond of, you know, not receiving Ohio State offer earlier. They felt he was Ohio State caliber. So, uh, it was a lot of, you know, nuances to go in to probably why he's playing that cat and mouse hard to get game with Ohio State.
1: Yeah, and that cat and mouse game is, like, it's double-sided because you can talk yourself right out of an Ohio State position that way. You you end up at Iowa State, and you look around at year two and go, man, I should have been a bug (laughs) guy. All
0: right, um, some other guys uh, on Friday. I mean, Ryan Day and Jeff Halfley, they were together, went to Michigan, New Jersey. Laren Johnson was in North Carolina to see Jacob Cohen. Brian Hartline was in Texas to see Jackson Smith and Jigba, and he got to see a show, right?
2: Man, what? Uh, And Jigba had, I believe, like, eight catches for two hundred and some yards and three touchdowns in the first half. Yeah. And he had this one spectacular toe tag and one handed snag and stayed in bounds and hit the pipeline and scored. It was crazy. It's one of the best catches seen. Was... Him and G Scott with these one hand like they make these one handed catches look so effortless. Like it's nothing. And I'm glad they're coming to Ohio State <laughs> yeah. for sure, for sure. Right.
0: So <laughs> according to Ken, I mean if you if you guys like to watch like high school highlights this is one to watch. you yeah. got to watch Jackson Smith and Jigba yeah. last night. All right. And then tonight, today, later today, um, Ryan Day and Brian Hartline, they're expected to be watching Julian Fleming at his playoff game uh, tonight. So just all of our coaches all go all going around to see already committed guys. And I want to ask you guys, so why do coaches go out to see these guys after they've committed already? Usually I feel like maybe you'd want to go see guys that aren't committed yet to try to, to convince them to come. But these are all already committed yeah. players.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. You gotta, you gotta make sure. Like I was saying off there, you gotta make sure the girl you took to the dance stays with you. Yeah, <laughs> basically is the way you want to. Is kind of the way I want to put it. Especially a guy like Julian Fleming. Oh yeah. If you think Alabama's probably not there and LSU's not there, then you're mistaken. Yeah. Because those those guys are still coming hard. After, oh, yeah. I mean on ESPN he's the number one player in the country. Yeah. Everyone wants this guy, and they're not just gonna quit because he's currently says he's going to ohio state yeah
2: and i just think you know even though they're committed nothing's official until you know that early yeah that early signing day and when you're dealing with 16 17 18 year old like a second of you know someone getting in their head saying oh they haven't been conversing keeping in touch with you they're not really looking out for you and depending you know on the kid like that Could change their trajectory and their mindset instantly. So it's good uh, for the Ohio State staff to stay on top of the guys that they already have in, bag, you in feel the bag.
1: Less like a chess piece and more like a person. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. So establish that and continue that personal relationship yeah, you already mentioned. Yeah, Ohio State, there's always the talk of the brotherhood. Right. And that, yeah. that doesn't stop just because you said. All right, I'll be there. Yeah. That the family mentality needs to continue to grow. And like you said, we got of retweeting
2: yeah. Julian
1: Fleming. So it's yeah. just a, a group trying to, to expand yeah. themselves.
2: I know a couple big time experts like Jeremy Birmingham and Bill Krulick. They always say recruiting is about the best relationships. Yeah. So that's that's. And pretty... Urban always says that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba. As much as we were talking about him, apparently there's a little bit going on with him in Texas.
2: What? I don't think now, I think earlier this season it was, you know, it was, you know, flirtation with him in Texas, you know, it's the home state, they came out kind of hot, even though they lost to uh, LSU early in the season, they still put on the show offensively, the receivers making all type of catches up and down the field, and I think he was thinking about it for a minute, but you know, we just can't, we just talked about the coaching staff out here reassuring these players, Heartline and Dave got on the phone immediately, like when they found out that he was thinking about possibly taking a visit to Texas, and I want to say he came up for the Cincinnati game, like, unexpectedly or something. And they went over the game plan that they have for him and just reassured him and his parents, you know, that, that was, this was the place to be. And since then, the Texas noise has been dead. It. And
1: Texas yeah. has been doing them themselves. Themselves, in. In. yeah. And at the same time, with with some of these guys, like, in the wide receiver room, as much as we talk about it, Heartline and Day can say, you know, we want you. We could have anyone in the country we want but we want you yeah. and that's a, that's a strong message Yes. alright so we're gonna finish this off
0: like we always do with our rival watch LSU they pick up two four star guys in the 2020 class safety Malcolm Green and uh, weak side defensive end BJ Ojolari just LSU is really putting together yeah momentum a really yeah. strong class because of how they're playing this season
2: I wanna say with LSU it's great to see you know a formidable opponent for Alabama in the SEC West finally but I think is smoking mirrors, like all of these big time – well, especially on the offensive side, the receivers that they're commit, that they're getting committed and all of this stuff. This is Burroughs' last year. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be your quarterback. Right. You know, like, and I don't know what they have behind him. I don't think it's that great. So what are you going to – like, don't get caught up in the moment. Yeah. Uh,
1: it is weird because, I mean, LSU's always been known for elite wide receivers, yeah. not necessarily elite quarterbacks. And you see the frustration – with, you know, they go there and then they, they run the ball and play defense, not mm-hmm. necessarily this year. But that's maybe what they're going back to.
0: I mean, he even managed to get a 2022 wide receiver. So, I mean, Joe Burrows is going to be a distant memory by the time right, this yeah. guy gets on campus. And, I mean, he's special for, could be for some other reasons, yeah. but the biggest one is his name. His name is the coldest the, Crawford. The coldest. And, I mean, that's <laughs> that's got to be up there for, you know, all name NCAA team. Oh, yeah. You know, we could be seeing twenty twenty two NCAA football, Dakotas Crawford, yeah, on the cover. Yeah. But, and the kid, he's
2: got game too. It's not just a name. He he he's balling down there, and uh, I believe he's from Louisiana. So you get that in state offer, you got to take it. You got to jump on it.
0: All right, and now two um, actual rivals to OSU or I don't know, depending on how you define rivals, but Michigan State, they get a they get a three-star commit from QB Noah Kim. I think he was a Virginia Tech guy originally. Mm. He committed from them and now is committing to Michigan State. I mean, I offense think... has really been the weakest part of Michigan yeah. State. I don't know if Noah Kim is the guy to yeah. switch it around, but yeah. you know, for my money, he's he's a Korean guy, so it's cool <laughs> to see a Korean guy maybe. Yeah. You know,
2: playing in yeah. Power Five football—that's cool. I—I I don't think you're upgrading going from Virginia Tech I to was Michigan just thinking State. That's a lateral it's a, it's remote, a lateral man. move. Yeah, absolutely. So, cool. <laughs> Congratulations, it's Mr. He's Kim. Good for him, yeah. yeah.
0: And then finally, uh, 2020 Michigan QB commit J.D. Johnson, unfortunately, really sad to see, but he has to retire, uh, medically retired due to a heart condition. But Michigan, pretty nice little story for them. Michigan is honoring a scholarship and offering a position on the Michigan coaching staff. But, you know, <laughs> most of the what we talked about when you talk about the story is just like, wow, Michigan doing such a good thing. But Ken, you know, has his own a little bit of a uh, take on this. Yeah,
2: too. Uh, I think Harbaugh and the staff are just kind of, Saving face with this move, I think it's absolutely the right thing to do and yep. the right move. But with the previous transgressions that he's had with former players, you know, you had uh, James Hudson, the former offensive lineman, transfer because you know he, him and his mom have uh, documented that he has uh, I don't want to call it depression, or, like because I don't know what it, but something you know along the lines of that. So I guess he wanted to transfer closer to home, and allegedly, Harbaugh and Michigan blocked. His uh, immediate playing status down at the University of Cincinnati. Uh, we all know when he first came on, he pulled uh, scholarships from players that were already committed. You know, right before signing day, he just you know had these instances where, where this t- in my mind, this move is absolutely strategic and well, the right move. I just think it's strategic. It's I just not think it's for the right reason. Yeah, I don't think it's you know organically. I, I think he's somebody's in his ear, like you know you need to to safe face and. So I think that's what it comes down to, to me.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's fun to hate the people you hate, and <laughs> sometimes it, that skews your view on things. But not in this situation. I mean, you said it perfectly, Ken.
0: Yeah. yeah, apparently, I mean, he's got a history of of some you know questionable behavior out there, and you know maybe this is what you got to do to to get back in the good graces, but. Still, still a nice move from him regardless, but right, yeah, that absolutely. is going to end it up for us, guys, for this edition of State Secrets recording on November 2nd. Thank you guys so much for, for all you listening and downloading, yeah. and yeah. continue to stick with us because we'll be here as long as we possibly can. Yeah. Keep it. showing the love. <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. Love. And that was this week's State Secrets with Patrick Yen,
2: Jake Collar, and Ken James.
0: Tune in next week for even more Ohio State recruiting news.